Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. It is February 8th in the year 2020, a season, 19 years in the making. The XFL is back, and we're here to talk about it on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, Raj Geary, and Wrestling Inc. football correspondent, editor, uh, uh, guru of the site, <laughs> uh, Dan, y- yeah, Dan Yanofsky. Uh, guys, the XFL is back. Who would have thunk it? Did it meet all your expectations and more? Uh, you know, I thought personally, I thought it was way better than I expected. Um, I thought it looked professional, looked good. Uh, the crowds weren't bad. Yeah, the crowd was, you know, for the DC game, good. Yeah, it was. It was almost sold out. They're excited um, for football after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it looked great. Um, yeah, it's, it's just will people continue to watch football? Uh, you know, all my hardcore football fans were not watching this. Uh, you know that I'm in like fantasy leagues and stuff with. Uh, we're not watching the XFL, but you know, um, obviously that could change uh, down the road. But uh, I thought it was a I thought it was a good start. Now, uh, Matt, were you a fan of the original XFL? I was just because of the, how they advertised it before <laughs> it started. Do you yeah. remember like they were saying things? Now you got to remember how old I was. I'm in. Want to say I just graduated college at the time. 2001 right right yes i just graduated college now just remember what age i am here and i remember like them like advertising that they're gonna be in somehow the the cheerleaders locker rooms and they're gonna be (laughs) showing trauma between boyfriend and girlfriend and um and so for those reasons i thought it was gonna be awesome and want to watch it every week like a total mark but seriously that's what drew that i was most interested in seeing back then Um, yeah but if you remember, they applied a lot of since then. They've applied a lot of uh, NFL has college football even has applied a lot of stuff that that first XFL did as far as how their angles were, their shots were, their microphone players were, microphone coaches were. They took a lot from that. That the original XFL gets no credit for it. But yeah. uh, tonight, I thought this was hard hitting as hell. Um, there was one shot. Trey Williams just took uh, what's his name? Like uh, Pete, what's what's QB's name again? Walker. What's his name? Oh, um, the smaller, the smaller quarterback from uh, uh, Houston, Dan. That's what I'm That's your territory. Yeah, I'm, I have, I'm bringing up the stats page up right now. The, 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 the main quarterback from Houston that, that made led their comeback, dude. Trey Williams from uh, uh, Los Angeles took his freaking face off with like a legit clothesline from hell. <laughs> it, 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 it was oh, something Walker. 
Thank you, Walker. It, he played a great game tonight. Um, but like, there's so many hard hits like that. Dude, and the uh, other guy from L.A. was sitting on the sidelines having his separated shoulder popped in, and they were filming yeah. it and miking it. That was um, something. It was. There's that was the before. aspect that I actually liked about it because that reminded me of pro wrestling, of seeing everything around you. They wanted the whole backstage interaction of pro wrestling mm-hmm. within football without being too pro wrestling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it hit. June Jones did a not. I don't want to say he did a great job. He just was microphone. But I like that they let us hear. It might sound corny to you guys. I don't know, but I thought it was cool that we could hear, even for a common fan, football fan, to really hear the coach play the play call, uh, uh, name the play call, and then hearing the QB call it to his team. Mm. It, it just brought you in more. And then the announcers trying to predict on what that play was. I, I thought that makes you. I don't know. I felt like more educated watching the game. If that makes sense. <laughs> It was interesting. And Dan, I'm going to get to you uh, in a second here, but Matt, to your point, remember at the time, the XFL launched with an enormous amount of smack talk against the NFL, Vince calling it the no-fun league, promising that he was going to revolutionize the game, uh, harder hits, faster games. You re- remember uh, the promos? They had like a guy getting hit by a cannonball, and it was like, no fair catch. Like That was their big thing, that there was no fair catch. Yeah, I mean, it was very over the top. So, Dan, it was interesting to me as someone who loved and appreciated uh, the debacle and spectacle of the XFL in 2001. Um, I think a lot of people that have a fondness for it remember the more over-the-top things or even things like having player names uh, not have to be on the back of the jersey. Yeah, <laughs> jersey and having he hate me. He hate me, by the way, who gets a shout-out in the opening of the ABC one saying, the XFL is back. You may remember he hate me, but he's long gone now. And it's <laughs> like, that's what you're opening with? Like the, I guess in a way, he hate me was the most memorable yes. thing about the league. Yes, um, yes. But Dan, uh, to me, as a as a wrestling fan and a fan of Vince McMahon's work, and not so much a football fan, I really had the realization about the halfway through point, especially on Fox, when there was nothing over the top. There were no WWE cameos at halftime. Um, it was very separate. It was like, oh, everything they think that killed them last time the the over the topness the wwe ness as it were they're really backing away from that now and trying to make a much more serious complementary football product to what the nfl is doing to just capture those viewers as opposed to trying to do something a little more revolutionary like they were 20 years ago well it all started with the opening press conference of the xfl the new one mm-hmm. vince was only at that one press conference he was not at anything else it was all oliver luck after that he was not at he was not at the uh, new New York coach opening. That was Oliver Luck. He was not at the team's opening. He was not at anything, any announcement that involved the XFL, Vince was not a part of. And it's just fascinating because the original XFL, if I'm not mistaken, took nine months to prepare for. And yeah. this one took a year plus, and they planned it to perfect, almost near perfection, I'll say. Because they had hired Dean Blandino. They hired competent people to take control of each league so that Vince doesn't have to be in control. And they announced the rules ahead of time. They announced the team names and the team songs even. And it was just fascinating that they planned so far and ahead compared to the original uh, league that it was, not, it was damned if they failed because it was meant to succeed compared to the original one. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I think today what you saw was not Vince. It was Oliver Luck. Like, yeah. these were all the things he wanted, you know. He basically, Vince's idea was the Spring Football League. That's 
pretty much the only thing from the original XFL that has stayed. The name and the idea of a spring football league that starts a week after Super Bowl. Uh, eight teams. Everything else is out the window. And everything else is all over luck. And it's basically, uh, this is sports. It's not entertainment what the, the last XFL was. Um, and, you know, the last XFL didn't work. So, well, uh, it didn't. I mean, it, it, bought, it was... It, it was down like 90% in ratings in two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. And, you know, if you watch the documentaries, I mean, there are issues for that. And certainly there's some things of the product that weren't great. But, you know, it's interesting. Attendance mm-hmm. today, people were telling the attendance figures. I believe we had 17,000 in one game. Uh, wow. What was it? 19,000? How many were at the, the Houston oh, game? Was it? I believe it was like 19,000. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's so we're- pretty damn good even it if is. they're all freebies seriously to get nineteen thousand people to come watch football i think it's impressive it just in general but i went back and looked at the attendance records for the original xfl san francisco mm-hmm. demons my beloved san francisco demons thirty-five thousand people they averaged per game but that was san, Fr- san francisco had the best attendance for they all did. the teams right but that, this didn't align with the worst. I mean, this is what I'm chicago did fifteen thousand, so this is right. above the the worst but what i'm saying is that um i think the real measure of this it's great that so many people turned out. It's great the fans are passionate, but this is going to be all about what the ratings do. Yeah, so and well, I uh, so go ahead, Dan. Oh, sorry. Um, the problem with these stadium numbers is that they're playing in a weird variety of stadiums. Like the Texas team is going to play in the Texas Rangers' old stadium. Uh, MetLife Stadium is hosting the New York team. DC United Stadium is going to host the DC team. So it's all soccer, baseball, football. They're not all even. So attendance it's going to vary no matter what. And even if it's one's lower than the other, just think of the crowd size for a normal uh, game yeah. at that stadium. Yeah. But like tonight, but tonight's uh, Houston game, for instance, that upper bowl was completely empty. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not making fun. Right. Of that. Like I just got saying, I thought 17, 19,000, whatever you said, people is impressive after the Super Bowl that anybody wants to watch football, quite honestly. Um, and the fans that were there were loud as hell. I thought yeah. tonight. They it were felt, very loud. They were popping huge for everything, I thought. Absolutely. It felt like established. It didn't feel like this was the first the first game. Like the fans were so into it that you would think it's a good word established. It felt like they had pride for their team, like from what I could hear. Right. Yeah. Because I, 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 I wondered about that because they're doing all the games today are were in cities where they have an NFL team. So it's like if you're an NFL a fan of the uh, you know of Houston or LA's fifty teams that they have, um, <laughs> are you willing to become a fan of another you know but a B grade football team? And apparently they are. I, I always thought you'd move to you know markets like St. Louis, yes. which they're doing, where they used to have an NFL team and don't. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it worked at least at least this week. I thought it, it definitely did. I, I don't know else how to house to rate this. I just know I liked watching this game tonight. That's all I could say. <laughs> it it was easy to watch. It 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 flew. It looked good. It wasn't embarrassing. The first XFL I can you know when they're going up the cheerleader skirts. <laughs> you remember that? Like it was so uncomfortable watching it with your friends. It's like oh. <laughs> this was during the Attitude Era, which says something. You know, it depends well, uh, at what age we're talking about now here. Because I remember playing in the gym and like honestly, all the guys in my gym were like huddling around that damn TV watching it. Right. Yeah, but if you're with your wife and stuff, that's yeah, when well, it gets in. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure. even married yet. <laughs> there were a few things that I liked, actually. Uh, things I didn't like, I will say, the decrease of the kicker. I think that's just Vince not wanting the kicker for some reason. Because it, it, I like the kicker in the NFL. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just me. I like Pat McAfee. So uh, maybe that's just uh, 
a difference of opinion on that. I don't want to see people throwing up. I think that <laughs> he's gonna puke. We got go out there. and we got an f bomb. We got an f bomb in the first hour of broadcast today. Uh-huh. It's too pro wrestling to me. I mean, I mean that's too pro wrestling. Well, that wasn't on purpose. That wasn't part of the, you know, the 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 you league strategy. It's like oh, we need one of you guys to go out there and puke on the. You uh, don't think like they were going bananas <laughs> in like the room going, he's throwing up. Get it, get it, do it, do it. No, actually, no. Oh, I they tweeted it right away. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I could see a little nervousness about that because. Clearly, with this, Vince wants to be taken seriously. He wants to be legitimate. Um, and look at his partners with this. I mean, ESPN, ABC, Fox. I think him him having such a hands-off approach, I mean, short of NXT, Vince normally doesn't do things he's this detached from um, that are regular and ongoing. In fact, I would say this is the least Vince McMahon product Vince McMahon's ever had his name associated with. Um, I mean, look at even the, the World Bodybuilding Federation. Like, he sort of has a, a template. Like, uh, Raj, we were tweeting about this, but would you believe the same guy that did Raw and SmackDown that oversaw that was behind today's shows? Now, granted, he didn't have complete control. He had outside teams working with him, but still, this is somewhat an execution of his vision, and he did have a considerable amount of input, and he owns the damn company. Well, it's interesting because Vince was saying on the earnings call that he had, he's basically saying, I got nothing to do with the XFL. I own it, but I have nothing to do with it. It's basically what he said on the uh, investors call. Would you put $100 call. million dollars or whatever? $300 million. Yeah, yeah, would you put $300 million into something that you had no input, say, or How, control over? What's he worth? Vince? Yeah. Uh, over a billion, so it's a, it's a lot of his net worth. I think it's only the first week, though. If, if nothing... WWE is like $3.5 billion. We might have to see him taking control of something down the line, especially with the ratings, because um, he's big on that, obviously. Yeah. So do I would want imagine him. him to, uh, Dan, do yeah. we want him to, Dan? Oh. <laughs> ratings. I, mean, I like tonight's game. It was fine the way it was. Keep him away from it. Well, let's talk the flip side of that then. Let's say tonight does double what SmackDown's doing, and it holds that number. Fox, with their billion-dollar investment in WWE, is probably going to go and say, hey, you know how, Vince, how you're doing XFL, treating it more like sports and not just rubbing your stench all over it? Why don't we try that with SmackDown a little bit? I could see it having that effect. That would be awesome. That's a good thing, Glenn, don't you think? Yes, I agree. I agree. You can't compare XFL ratings to SmackDown, though. You don't think um, Fox? Treating it like no. a sport, you can. No. We can treat SmackDown way more like a sport. Yes, we yeah, could. You're, you're saying, so they're like, oh, the NFL is doing great. Why isn't SmackDown? Uh, no, you know, NFL ratings were up last... It's it's a different it's a different uh, it genre. But they're it saying is. his approach. It's they're both Vince McMahon productions that Fox. But one's has real partnership with. Yeah, <laughs> but with wrestling. Like back off SmackDown, Vince. The way you did XFL. Yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Hey, Vince but, is Vince is back down on NXT, and look at where that's at. That's like decreasing. It's in the seven hundred thousand range. The shows show. where Vince is in control, well, it depends what you're into. <laughs> What's the most episode of NXT that Vince has ever been in control of? That would yeah, be interesting. Nothing. Story. Yeah, nothing yet. And that's why it's doing poorly. I mean, yeah. it's doing the worst of all the ma- major wrestling shows. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, this was very different tonight. I miss the players getting to write whatever they want on the back of their jersey. I think that would be an <laughs> instant improvement that would make this better. Fox, Fox had a say. It would definitely be uh, something that will happen i think it's just like they're holding the chains a little bit until it's time to fully let go you don't want to make it embarrassing and you know when you have guys that could put whatever they want he hate me it's funny it's cute but to a serious sports fan that's like you know you're not going to attract them you're going to turn them off instantly with something like that and that's what happened 
I mean, we, we saw it already. They did that, and you saw it. The original XFL was a joke. That wasn't the problem with the original XFL. But look at the intro on the Fox show, and I liked it better than the ABC one, but when they had the locker room getting him pumped up the way they were talking there, that's no different than putting He Hate Me on a jersey. It's just trash talk. It's just attitude. And they were they were pitching that tonight. I feel like we didn't really get that. We got the interviews. The players seemed a little off guard at first. But I love them. great. Yeah. Well, they were spontaneous, right? And that's why we got the F-bomb during one. Yeah, that was, uh, that was very pro wrestling. That's what I liked, yeah. the communication. Like when um, the kicker, who was it? Uh, oh, the, Ty Rouza. When yeah. he missed the, orig- the original field goal. They interviewed him after. And yeah. he, was, he knew he messed up. But it worked. And it, no, and it humbles him. So I think more of that yeah. would be great. Yeah, I agree. Really quick, read that um, super chat. Yes. Uh, Daniel M. Uh, thanks for the donation. He said, a player thanked Vince in a sideline interview. Fired. Yeah, because yeah, Vince, uh, he has this hard rule. You don't thank him during Hall of Fame yeah. speeches. So, um, <laughs> but I don't think... Uh, I don't think Vince is going to fire him. <laughs> it was interesting tonight how often they were talking about players that, oh, if he'd gone to a better school, he could have been in the XFL. Yeah, if, if the he NFL. If he was, or the, the NFL. If he wasn't yeah. accused and uh, charges weren't pressed about this assault, he could have been in the NFL. Uh, if he only had better tape, he could have been in the NFL, making it seem like the XFL was like this weird uh, minor league feeder system. Almost. Yeah, that would be my major, uh, my major criticism was the commentator's Driving it home almost that this isn't the major leagues. Like, oh, this guy could have been in the NFL if this and this and this. If he went to a different school, um, you don't want to remind people watching that that you know yeah. you you want to lose them in the moment, I guess. Um, but you know, I mean, because everyone knows that the NFL, all these guys want to be in the NFL. Uh, Demar told Gilbert, "Thank you for the donation." He said, "This is going to be a great recruiting recruiting league for the NFL." Look, I'm sure Vince doesn't care as long as this makes money. Um, yeah. And that's well, the thing. What he's paying them versus what he's getting. What's the average XFL player making per week? Uh, I wrote something about that recently. It was like 70, really bad. It's like 70 grand, right? A year? I, I believe, yeah. But, you know, a year is two and a half months. That's true. And the but, bonus uh, is for winning key games or something like that? Yeah, there's a... Making fifty five thousand a year. Oh, good lord! Although I guess NXT starts at what thirty still. It's fifty five thousand. You're right. Yeah, um, but uh, it's not as rigid as the old XFL, so they w- they will pay bigger money for uh, you know stars and things like that. You know, once uh, once this thing is going, you know, obviously I I think on purpose they were not hyping this debut up. You you didn't hear about it anywhere. I mean, it was very low key. ESPN was running spots. You know, the stations were running their own spots. But outside of that, there wasn't outside advertising for it. And I think that was done on purpose. I think because last year, they not last year, last time they had all that hype and the first game was a disaster. And so you had all these people tuning in and it sucked and they turned away. I think they wanted to do a low key debut, work out the kinks and then slowly build word of mouth. And uh, look, it's an interesting strategy. Yeah. One aspect of it I didn't like of them saying why they shouldn't be, why they would be in the NFL if not for this. The players who were signed were in the, either in the NFL or in college and didn't get the opportunity to shine because of injuries, not living up to expectations, or just being outplayed by other people. 
Or the now, quarterback being four foot five who played a really good game tonight. Exactly. That's, <laughs> and what, what, that's the wait, what's that quarterback that's short tonight? Walker. Oh, so it would be shorty W, I'm sure, by uh, <laughs> he played such a good game tonight though. And then Car- Cardell Jones, I think he's going to be a superstar. I I, I think he's going to e- eventually end up signed by the NFL. He was what it was supposed to be in the NFL, basically. Like he was the guy that everyone was praising over, and then didn't quite uh, make it to his full potential. And now these one-year contracts with the with the XFL, they're going to help these players. That mm-hmm. one-year contract can make a one big difference. Right. What did that yeah. guy just say? 100,000? So the winning team of the, the championship game, they split 100 grand. Which actually, when you think about it, it's not that much. No, it's not at all. <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that true? Yeah. I think between coaches and everything, like everyone got like, a steak dinner. And after taxes? Yeah, like you end up owing money. Um, <laughs> Let me double check. Let me make sure if that's right. That can't be right. I don't, they said $100,000. I seem to recall that being said. For each game, maybe. Yeah, I think for each game, uh, and then there's the big game at the end. Well, I don't, are they doing the, the bonuses big game? for the number of wins they get is two thousand two hundred twenty-two per win, and they split it two hundred twenty-two thousand. You said Yahoo Damn. Finance stated the uh, players who get bonuses would get bonuses for the number of wins they get. The expected is a, amount is two thousand two hundred twenty-two per win. And they split it with the team. No, that's, just, no, that's per, per per player. No, that's yeah, it's per player. Yeah. So you're going to make twenty grand extra if you have an undefeated season. Twenty-two thousand right. dollars extra. Twenty-two hundred per game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm confused. I didn't know where to begin with that. So, <laughs> wait, hang on. They're saying every team. Every player. Money? You don't get that bonus. So you get your your flat salary is basically fifty-five grand a year. So if you don't five. if you don't win a game. Uh, you're getting 55 grand for the season. Okay. Um, and then every game you do when you get an extra 2200 on top of that. So if you want every game of the season, that's another 20, uh, 22,000 you make on top of the 55,000. So that's 77,000 you make plus whatever that championship game is. Uh, 100,000 divided by players. Uh, 2200 per win. Yeah. 22,000 for the season if you were undefeated. But that's $1,200. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't that sound worth it, Matt? Too. Putting yourself at risk for fifty-five grand a year downside and two grand a game. Then, then, then this. Then what's cool about this to me then is these guys are playing because they're wanting to get looks. That's too. what they said. You yeah. know, for the love of football. For the, for, for, yeah. Hashtag for the love of football. But that's also kind of sad though in a weird way because. Like the discrepancy in the NFL, team owners and networks make a ton of money, but the players also make really good money, just not as much as the team owners. But in this case, Vince and the TV rights and everything, like they're making bank and these they're guys not are making bank. bank. Vince is losing a yeah. ton of money right now. That's the we thing. Stand. Once they once yeah, but once they start making money, I'm this is all gonna change. Yeah. I mean, once if they're making a billion dollars, there's no way these salaries are staying. Um yeah. right now he's losing a ton of money. He's he's losing money out of his ass. Three hundred million dollars over three years. That's a that's a ton of cash. Why would so. he do that? Yeah, because he thinks it's going to work. He believes in the idea. That's why. <laughs> Explain to me really quick what is what has to happen for him to make that money back, uh, Raj. Uh, well, it needs to get a big TV rights deal. So people are so right now that he's got three year deals with ABC, Fox, um, all these guys. Uh, if it works, um, as we've seen with AEW, they could renegotiate right off the bat. 
you don't have to wait till the end of that deal because AEW has been, you know, their original deal for was for years. And they, wait, when you said Vince has a three year deal with Fox, that's including SmackDown. No, 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 no. just for XFL. Yeah. Wow. And, a- and he, and no money. It's just, uh, they're covering production, uh, but there's no money. They're not making any revenue. Damn. Yeah. So all of this is out of Vince's pocket. It's not, uh, you know, and they split the advertising revenue, which isn't, okay. you know, right off the bat, it's not going to be that much. So for this to work, they need to get good ratings to where he'll get that TV deal. Hopefully for him sooner than later, hopefully, like we saw with AEW, it was within months uh, as opposed to years. So if, if this thing is a hit, Fox and ABC are going to want to, you know, beat the other, you know, the other network right off the bat for what, those rights. What do, what, what do you think the ratings need to be to be a hit, Raj? I would say, what was AAF doing? They were doing like under a million. I think they were doing like six to eight hundred thousand, and it was a flop. Um, so over a one point out, over over a million for sure. NFL averages sixteen point three million viewers. We can't. Day. Yeah, they, that's a difference. But I'm saying if if they even did a quarter that's, of that, it would be one away success. The NBA does around a million viewers a game. So if they could get around that. Um, you know, and the NBA is you know one of the top sports franchises in the in the in the world. So the I mean, the country a million. Yeah, I, I mean for a regular for a regular game, not for like you know, LeBron James. Right, right. Once you got a star, when if you have a LeBron James or something, those games obviously are going to do a lot more. But the average I mean, AEW beat uh, the NBA a couple weeks ago. One of the games. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good information, Raj. Very good information. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see what today does and what tomorrow does. Uh, it was good. But, yeah, live attendance, I think they need to present the crowds better, though. I mean, I was getting into this with people on Twitter. Some of those sta- – uh, the second game especially. The second game. The first so game I thought huge. was great. First game looked good. The second game, man, like so many empty seats. If I was just flipping channels, I would have thought that was like a preseason college game based on just the empty stadium. I was watching it live on my phone with my head with my earbuds in. Yeah, use my earbuds over doing it, but they sounded friggin' loud as hell. Oh, they sounded oh, loud. They were... but it didn't look. It didn't look full. It didn't look. Yeah, no, that's true. That was my only. Um, and and I know people will bring up well when the NBA when they have empty seats, but it's the NBA. They're established for a new league. You want to. You don't want to make it look like you're the only person watching. Pull a Monday we saw that off. with the AAF. Pull a Monday Night Raw, move everyone over in front of the hard cam, just bunch them all together, and it'll look full. Yeah, I'm surprised they actually. I don't think football has a hard cam. But they could they could structure it in a way to <laughs> present right. it and make you it. Just look move cool. everyone to one side of the yeah. the stadium. It, yeah. I think it depends on, I guess, what next week does. But like I said, the stadiums differ, so you never sure. really know. Um, I do think, though, like you said, the crowd noise, fantastic. Uh, AEW this past week, I saw a lot of empty seats. Uh, when they hit it from the camera, but I saw the seats, but the crowd was fantastic. You could hear everything. Right. With the XFL, it's a learning curve. It's it's the first week back, so unless they get yeah. more fans, they'll find a way to maneuver the cameras around. Well, that's the thing. It's not Vince. If if it was Vince producing these shows, they would they would have you know cut it low, so you're not seeing that upper bowl. But it's Fox, you know, producing that that game. You can see the differences between the ABC game and the the Fox game, um, and and Fox is shooting it like a sport, 
but I, I do think perception, Glenn, I think you tweeted it. Perception is reality. Yeah. And that's, that's the case for a new league. You don't want to make it seem like uh, no one's watching this. And that was a problem with the original league, aside from the, the sleaze factor of it. Uh, in the live events, seriously, San, <laughs> San Francisco Demons, I remember it was because it was a story at the time. San Francisco wanted to keep the XFL going untelevised because the live events were so crazy <laughs> uh, by the end there. But the problem was, man, it was all about the ratings because NBC and uh, UPN didn't want to show it anymore. Oh, those ratings tanked. Yeah. Um, in record time. Like it was that first week did like. 10 million viewers or something like that. I mean, think about that. And then, you know, by the end, it was doing like a million and a half, something like around that number. So Their jerseys were pretty cool. Their jerseys were pretty over. Stone Cold Warm for like the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the football was cool. Like that black football with the, the red logo. The Outlaws. <laughs> they had some cool names. The Maniacs. <laughs> yeah. Memphis yeah. Maniacs. There, there were some good stuff, good stuff that was there. I think that to yeah. what we were talking about, Matt, to what you said, because the NFL adopted so many of the technical innovations and presentation things, they that's did. where I worry that like the XFL needs to innovate. They need to come up with more and keep doing more to uh, make it know. different. Because for some reason, it didn't get them what it should have gotten them. It should have gotten them ratings. It should have gotten like consistent ratings, bigger draws. Um, and it somehow it didn't right yet yeah. i'm getting a vibe for here and it might be nuts them just playing it straight this time as straight as they can with okay yeah the sideline interviews with the kicker after he just screwed up you know or, or getting a quick reaction from them or listen be able to like we heard the coach making the play calls while then hearing the qb immediately calling it out to his teammates in a huddle that was cool those are cool stuff that's cool stuff but if they play it straight with a little bit of that and, and keep it in tune, I have a feeling it's going to do better, which is bizarre. Yeah. Because you would think the chancier stuff, Glenn, would yeah. draw bigger ratings. Like, I agree. You think it would. But I don't know if it would. I don't think it would. The sports fans don't want that, you know. Well, but what about the AAF, which, like – in the, I never watched any of it. I'll be honest. Nobody did, and it folded in a year. No, uh, it folded in like six weeks. Yeah, but wasn't they that, didn't even finish the season? But how was, was that? By week three. But how was <laughs> that in comparison to this? Was that also playing? Because I didn't watch it either. Was that playing it more straight like this? Yeah. How did they? Do so, so here's some, from a fan perspective. If you watch the AAF, it was that whole empty. Like I mentioned on Twitter, it felt like fans were barred from the stadium. It was empty. <laughs> you know, like no one's in the stand. It felt like you're the only one watching. Um, and and but the biggest thing was that they didn't have the funding. The, the, their main investor backed out. Uh, another one was corrupt, and then the last one they finally got uh, decided to pull the plug right off the bat. So um, they had a terrible business plan, a terrible model. Vince is in this. He has the money to make it last for three years. So he's not, you know, this isn't going to, it could be removed from TV. Um, you know, the networks could drop it, but Vince himself uh, can fund this thing for three years. There was something that was interesting that caught my eye that is different than what other football programs have done. I don't know if the AAF did this. The option for the one, two, three yeah. points yeah, uh, like after the initial touchdown, I think that's fantastic yeah, because cool. although it gets rid of the field goal and going to be a thing in the future i guess um the one two three points that's just fantastic because there's so many options to choose from you can easily make it a game you can make a comeback so e much easier if yeah. you're down by a, just a few points if you're down by nine it's a one score game yeah, yeah if you're able to hit all yeah 
Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't like rock and jock basketball. They're like a 10 point shot if you ran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like more stuff like that. I mean, I guess that's the thing. It's like, look, with the original XFL, I wanted it to be like a murder ball dystopian future game where it was just nuts. I'll settle if this is just like playing NFL Blitz in the arcade, but in real life, like to me, that would be the ultimate. Yeah, but that's not going to fly. They they tried that. I I like this version. I I you know as as someone who's a casual football fan, um, ninety percent of NFL players, if they were in a restaurant and I walked by them, I would not know who they were. You know, I know the the big names, but as a casual fan, I thought this was uh, this was an exciting an exciting product. Uh, Demar told Gilbert, uh, thanks for the donation. He's saying as a football fan, because of just these two games, more people are going to watch these games and more people are going to buy tickets. It was amazing. We'll see. I've never heard of Dean. Has Demar been on a wrestling uh, podcast before? I know. Demar, I believe is new. Wow. Welcome Demar. Welcome Demar. Demar. I like that. Yeah. All brings new people in. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Next week, uh, Cardell Jones will have oh. his name shortened to just Jones. I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard that. If you guys heard this, uh, Matt, you probably haven't heard this, but they have changed Buddy Murphy's name to just Murphy. Why? <laughs> Why? That's what everyone is wondering. If it's if it's for the better, I could see it. Like Rusev, I could see it. Like Rusev is a cool name. Like it's a cool one word name. Tucker isn't, um, and neither is Murphy. He has two first names, and now they just got rid of one. Well, because Buddy, yeah. they thought I, I, I read it was because with the whole either. I yeah, agree. with the Buddy's Messiah thing take, and Seth, like Buddy, Buddy in general is hard to take serious. I agree, but he's put it out there for so long. I don't think of him that way anymore. Right, with a silly name, you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, when Andrade Cien Almas, I still say Andrade Cien Almas, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to nitpick, uh, Seth is not exactly the most intimidating no, name. It's not. <laughs> Ambrose when he was Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I mean, Dean. You call him Rollins, and I think Rollins Dean. is much cooler. You know? Dean's gonna get you. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> so this was good today. I thought the, I liked Fox's presentation at first more. I thought the first game on ABC though was a better game, uh, and it, it held up better. Like it was more entertaining from start to finish. That, I thought up until halftime, both those games were pretty exciting. I I, I agree. I thought the second game, it, you know, they kind of fell apart. What's this? Knopf is that his the quarterback's name oh, for yeah. LA? Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a great yeah. heel. He's just whining and complaining the whole time. Got benched and put back in the game. <laughs> but then just the shot of him getting his shoulder just yelling into the mic. Yeah, he's whining. It's so good. Do you believe his shoulders really separated or no? People in the chat room when I was watching it live, like he's faking it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was. Everything is pro wrestling. But this is what I'm talking about, though. Okay, so if this is a runaway success, if this does, and it's not going to, if this does eight million viewers or even five million viewers, I could see Fox going to Vince and saying, "So on SmackDown, here's the deal, man. We should open the mic from gorilla position and stuff backstage when people have injuries. Like we should be shooting it more like this because people are really responding to this, not your more staged stuff, you know? But it's staged. Wrestling is it's yeah, a, it's a different. It, but you can present it more realistic. They tried that. Thing, they, didn't they? Yeah, they did. That was their original idea, and they just can't do it. They don't. Right. They are stuck with their formula. A, a WWE. You know, we've seen since they've been on Fox, there's been SmackDown looks the same. It does. Uh, No, really? You think so? Outside of the stage being different, it's no different. What about like the way it shows the screen of like who's about to wrestle each other? Like it does in the NFL. 
You know what I'm talking about? Like the see oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, when, the little like, augmented reality the audience. Yeah, but overall as a show, it's you know what I mean? Like it, it, it looks no different than it did five years ago, outside of a couple little would it help if they had the NFL like football robot? <laughs> they did. Remember they had the the football robot was part of the draft. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah. I was you know one thing I didn't like with the XFL uh is when they were showing the uh the the reviews of the the plays when they show the guy you know reviewing yeah. uh in the in the booth cuz Whenever I thought with the first of all with the NFL, I like how you're kind of in suspense waiting for what's going to happen. And then I always picture this gigantic room with thousands of screens and all these officials going nuts figuring out what happened. And just seeing one guy there, like, oh, okay, you know, since that was a first down. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, a lot of I, do that. I get it I, I think that it actually does help though having someone that's personal having that one person they should have multiple people I don't know why it's just one and that one girl that the woman woman that was just like staring but like that was I, don't, I was like are you gonna do anything I don't know but having someone that's personable that like can just help you out like they do that in the NBA they do that with the NFL even if it's a whole command center MLB, they just tell you there's a there's a replay center in Chelsea, which there is. I've seen it before. It's huge. But they don't show the people in Chelsea. They show someone here. Even if it's one person, it's something that's different, and it, and it gets people to understand who this person is for the future. What does it say? Jimencito Gomez says, aside from the Super Bowl, I don't watch football or NFL. Today I watched both games and am interested in watching tomorrow's two games. So today was very enjoyable. Uh, I would argue that there's going to be the AEW effect to uh, to the NFL, the sense that this is new. So people yeah. that maybe are a little lapsed or a little uninspired by the NFL say this is my chance to get in on the ground floor of something that's on the rise. I hope so. Yeah, I think we're going to see decent ratings. If I had to guess, I'd say probably two million uh, this weekend. I think it's going to drop a lot next week, and then two point oh. I think so. Yeah, uh, on Fox and ABC, it's it's national. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll I, I think it'll do well this weekend. It didn't again. It didn't have a ton of hype. Otherwise, I think it would have done much bigger. But I think that was for a reason. Um, now, there's also no comp- major competition during the early morning and afternoon, minus mi- like NBA games. But NBA always on the weekends at night, the most important games at least. Yeah, I mean, t- Tiger Woods was playing today, right? I believe he was. Because um, from what I heard, uh, the people in my um, fantasy football league, they were all saying on the big screens at Buffalo Wild Wings and everything, it was like golf, then basketball, and then the XFL was on the side. Uh, or a couple places weren't even showing it. So. Can't even get that prime BW dub no. placement. Um, <laughs> no, I think that this would have been interesting had it been on at night. I feel like the crowd would have looked much better at nighttime, but maybe they were it's, afraid about the ratings. It's easier to hide. Too. Yeah, it's easier to hide those empty bowls uh, at night for sure. There's a game at nine, I think, in a couple of weeks. That's going to be interesting to see how that works. All right. Yeah. This was cool, though. Um, anything else that we didn't cover? Uh, with the game? Uh, no, I, I thought it was a success. I thought it, yeah. it looked good. I thought... Um, Me too. Yeah. 
Cardell Jones for MVP. That's all I've been hearing this entire day. <laughs> Before he even did a play, they were chanting MVP. <laughs> so, um, That's yeah, we'll Roman see. Reigns. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, for somebody looking for a new alternative in football, it's great, but I do not think there's a lot here for WWE fans. And I think that anyone that remembers the old league needs to really check their expectations at the door because it is not that. No, no. And Vince made it clear from the beginning it wasn't going to be that. Yes. Um, Although we did not get to see the national anthem where he was going to force every player to stand. Remember the original announcement? Really? That was like yeah. what he said was a selling point of the league. Everyone's going to stand for the anthem, and they didn't televise either of them. Yeah. They also said they wouldn't hire people with criminal records, and the announcers blatantly said if they didn't have this record, they'd be in the NFL. No, so, if they had had the allegation, the charge was dropped. It uh, was very weird. And I remember turning to my wife and I'm like, well, you would never hear that in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> would you, uh, if you're the XFL, do you hire someone like a, a Colin Kaepernick? You really bring attention to the league. You know what's no. funny about that? I We asked Oliver Luck, the first press conference. What did he and say? And he said, we'll look into it. That, like, it, was, it was like more that... It was after the fact that they said they won't sign someone with a criminal record when Johnny Manziel got brought up. And it was almost as if he was in the same category as Johnny Manziel. It was fascinating. Wow, that's weird. But, like, not, like, related to that. But it was it was just fascinating that, like, right after he was basically just – it just brushed off. He ain't going to bring fans to the stadiums, guys. He'll bring me- much more media to each game, though. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, oh, really? it, would, it would generate – it would put but, them on the map right off the bat. Uh, one thing we did mention, Tuck Graff in the chat's pointing out, what about the promotion of gambling? Talking about the over-under, talking about the Vegas odds. That was different. Fox didn't do that as much as ABC. ABC yeah. did it more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. UFC's been doing it for years. Like they, They're like, who's the favorite and what the line is. I think the NFL does it too, right? Not as open, I feel like, as XFL did. Well, uh, yeah, they do more of the fantasy, the fantasy aspect. They'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, different. But yeah, I definitely gave it two thumbs up so far. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we covered it briefly last night, but Raj, do we just want to quickly touch upon the other news you mentioned? Yeah. So it looks like WWE um, they're close from they're close to moving the network, uh, the pay per views off the network to a streaming service. Mm-hmm. So it would be basically the network would become what UFC fight passes archive content, some original shows, maybe indie leagues. And then the pay-per-views would go. And, and so what I heard yesterday, I was talking to someone uh, who, who knows a lot about this and it looks like they, they'll be moving to Peacock. That deal is almost done. Peacock is NBC's new streaming service and it would start in June, which seems crazy to me because you'd miss WrestleMania and that's the one that's going to get a ton of people yeah. subscribing. Um, How so much yeah, does it cost? I think it's going to be either five or ten dollars a month, but there's also going to be a free version. There's there's going to be a free tier, but uh, you know, wrestle. You know, I don't think the pay per views would be on that. No, I mean for the pay per views moving forward. So Survivor, every pay per view from here, like once this happens, Mm -hmm. where can I go watch it? You'd have to go to the Peacock streaming every month, right? For a pay per view, right? And every month would it cost me what five bucks? It's ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month. Yeah. But yeah, 
I think if they got WWE, it'd be ten. Right now, it's a bunch of old shows, like old episodes of Cheers and stuff like that, as well as some have, original uh, programming. Yeah, the reboot of Punky Brewster. It's gonna be Punky Brewster. Uh, old episodes of The Office. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a smart move for them uh, well, because some- look, that's. I don't think uh, people are dying for the Peacock streaming app, but once WWE's on there, you you got a built-in, you know, half a million to a million people that will probably sign up. So some Wall Street analysts also are speculating it could be Amazon. It's not. So CNBC is wrong. Yeah, the the analyst. So they misquote. The analyst was saying uh, that it would be good for it in Amazon, but they weren't saying that Amazon is getting WWE. I think the fact that they're out of the network, that would, the pay-per-views would be out of the network is definitely a bonus because once they left Bamtech slash Disney and they went to Endeavor, it was like right before SummerSlam. That was like, that was like a month before. It was, it was not the most ideal situation. So them saving time and doing it in the later months is perfect. Whether it's on another streaming service, it depends if people want to tune into that because the network in itself it was perfect near perfect at least uh so going from one place to another place is going to be fascinating well here is the thing when when the network originally when it was coming up um the idea was that the major pay-per-views would not be on the network it would be the b shows you know your unforgivens and those whereas wrestlemania SummerSlam, those would still be on pay-per-view and then they ended up just saying everything which i thought was a mistake now as a fan it's great yeah we get a great deal Right, but for a company, those are all things you could add down the line. But why risk your biggest money makers right off the bat? So they're they're taking away. They're going to be taking away from network subscribers. Taking away as opposed to adding to obviously is always a bad thing. But ultimately, you know what? As a business move, this is going to be great for WWE. They're going to make a ton of money moving their pay per views. Network subs are going to drop, but they're probably going to be more pre- profitable because they don't have to produce the, the the pay-per-views. So not only are they making the money from the streaming service, they're still going to have network subscriptions for just old content and that they don't have to put much money into. So it's just a moneymaker. So as a business move, it's probably going to work out well. Or it could be uh, within the streaming service. I think, actually, just doing some quick math, if they're doing 2 million subscribers on the network, which they're not doing, the network is uh, not even making $100 million a year, and probably substantially less when you look at all the promos involved. it's dropping. Yeah, you're telling me that if, uh, let's say, Amazon or Peacock or Netflix or someone came to them and said, we're going to give you a a billion dollars a year or half a million dollars a year for just basically to have all your network content live as a section of Amazon Prime Video or Peacock, I think they would take that in a heartbeat. You mean half a billion? Half a billion, <laughs> right, half a billion, right, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. kill the network, uh, as it were, just move everything over. And it better for the fans, because I bet you they could get f- twice as many WWE fans, uh, probably three or four times as many who will sign up as part of uh, Amazon or Netflix or Peacock. So here is okay. Hold on. Let me Why are you guys so fantasized by networks? By the way, I've, I, if you can't tell the fans at home, I'm like falling asleep. I don't know how you guys are so entertained by this. You don't like streaming service talk? I mean, that's serious. Like you guys are incredibly not just you, but many people. I don't know why yeah. I'm not. I left the streaming service industry. I, I think I'm okay not talking about it. Well, wait, wait, I'm not wait, making wait. fun of you guys. I'm just being no. honest. Wait, what do you what, just, do you mean the business aspect or or what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, a ton of money for 
all the aspects that go in it. What, it, what happens within the industry is much more fascinating than like what's in the, the industry app. itself. It, yeah, right. it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, and Matt, to your point, like uh, me and my wife, we watch This Is Us. I don't give a crap what their ratings are you know like uh you know like i don't care about what the actors are making or how much more their rights are increasing or anything um but with wrestling since you know know, the website depends on the business and and uh depending on the popularity so yeah i find it fascinating uh because that's you everybody does i'm just wondering why i don't I have a uh, question I want to ask you in a second, Matt. But uh, Brian Medina with a five dollars super chat saying, "If you have WWE on Peacock, don't you lose viewers that were watching on a PlayStation and Xbox?" No, Peacock's going to be everywhere. Uh, it's right. going to be an app, just like Disney Plus or uh, DirecTV now or any streaming app. So, uh, but Matt, for me, the reason why I find it fascinating is I think the original WWE Network idea was incredible. If you look at the entertainment industry so many yeah. times, it's about how can we get as much money people out of uh, much money out of people as possible without giving them what they want. WWE gave us everything we ever wanted and more. All this archive video, original series, original documentaries, mm-hmm. all the pay per views, and the fact that they did that and they couldn't get more than two million people a year to subscribe for it is insane. And they cut bait pretty quick. And I'll say this: when they canceled Swerve, that was the death now. And then Talking Smack and all those other shows, uh, but. I think if they could just get half a billion dollars a year from an Amazon uh, to agree to give them uh, or um, let's say, you know, 500 hours a year of content, I think it's great for the fans. It's great for everybody. So I think this could be the win-win we're all looking for. Yeah, it's so right now the streaming industry, it's like the dot-com boom in 2000. Remember when tons of money was just being thrown in and it's kind of survival of the fittest. All these companies are losing tons of money. ESPN Plus lost like um, Disney lost like six hundred ninety million dollars, I think, last year. Uh, Netflix because- is billions of dollars in debt from yeah. all their original programming. But this is the future. I mean, that's what everyone is moving to is streaming. So it's it's going to be one of those survival of the fittest. A lot of these companies are going to fail. Uh, we already saw PlayStation View going out of business. They they just folded. Um, Damn. Yeah, and you you hear about you know YouTube Red you know never got traction. Um, I think they're moving to a free model, and eventually I think that's just going to become YouTube. You know, merge. Huh. But um, everyone sees that the, the 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 future is streaming, and so all this money is being thrown at it. Peacock, I think, would be DOA if they did not do a deal with WWE. I don't see people paying well, all that money for Office reruns. I was just going to say the same thing. Everything else besides their pay-per-view sounds like crap that I could see anywhere. So right. why would we? Why would WWE want to go there and, and risk? Because it sounds like they could be another one that's going to go the way the way the way inside as well. It's the money. Crazy. Friends and Office reruns uh, for many years are the top. I feel like we can go anywhere. Out. Yeah, but I can go Nick and Knight, I feel, and watch that. No, but people want to binge it, man. People, I mean, like, I thought the Office was great. Can we that anywhere? Yeah, I like a Seinfeld, I have a little thing on my YouTube TV where I have it recording all the episodes. So it's I'm all. on TBS <laughs> right now and watch it. I'm telling you, like, the <laughs> Office, I thought I was a fan because I've seen the whole series twice. Yeah. I meet people, like, who are much younger than me who are like, oh, I've watched The Office through 10 times before every single episode. Yeah. Like, they just put it on. Yes. Um, and I'm saying and you can see on. that anywhere. The Peacock is not, I know. you know, like, new for having that. Like, right. they're not original for having that. I can go anywhere and watch those shows because they are so popular. They're everywhere. I know. And in overabundance. Even, friend, even those Friends episodes, I would say. Cheers, I even. 
I want obscure old shit. That's the stuff they never give you. It's like I want the weird stuff that never came out on D. I want I want Itch Your Move, an old series that never came yeah, out. Dukes of Hazard, the Incredible Hulk. I think the factor is that yeah. uh, NBC and Peacock is related to the USA Network, which WWE yeah. is in partnership right. with. So if they don't right. yeah. partner with them, it doesn't make sense because when they were with Disney slash Bamtech. They didn't really have a stake per se in that compared to what they had with NBC. There was no true. There's more value. When did they have something with Disney? Or what did I miss uh, there? So they were originally. It was a MLB a, uh, Advanced Media slash Bamtech that they were with, and then oh, it was the back it, end. Not the back end, right? Yeah, and so like working with NBC Peacock that as the back end, it's related because they basically work together in general WWE and NBC with USA. So wouldn't it make sense for them to work together on that? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, for sure. And here's one thing, one more thing, is ultimately there's only a, a, a number of streaming services that fans are going to buy, right? And you're already, you've got your Spotify's with music and your, uh, you've got your YouTube TVs, uh, Netflix. At some point, you've reached your limit. And, I missed uh, back when I used to just spend $200 a month on cable. <laughs> I feel like now between all the streaming services, cable, I'm actually way more. Really? Because I have everything, and I have the Ultra HD feed, the no commercials feeds, uh, and I and I still pirate like not hey, even hey, things hey, on top hey. of that. But uh, that's just because I want to watch East Coast stuff on the West Coast. It's a dream I've had since I was a child. Um, mm. But we won't tell anyone. Mm, it's free tv <laughs> like, 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 like it's free tv if you're pirating that come on um <laughs> i know raj i'm still just anti so i work in advertising but i use an ad blocker all the time i want everything without commercials i'm i'm a i'm a i'm, I'm a riddle and a contradiction uh, mm -hmm. with a $5 super chat, WWE will now be forcing themselves to improve creative if their pay-per-view bottom line is no longer dependent upon their in-house network subscribers. I would actually argue mm -hmm. differently because, uh, you're not going to cancel Netflix. You're not going to cancel Amazon. Like they're just getting that money. And, uh, as long as enough people watch it, they're happy. Here's the thing. Like WWE, they released their numbers for the last year. Cable network, their numbers were way down from cable networks. But for USA, USA was way more down than WWE. So they mm -hmm. need WWE. So they're they're in a good position. So and part of the reason why USA was so down was because SmackDown left. So yes, WWE they they can put on crap, absolutely. And I actually think WWE has gotten better uh, this last year. But they oh. can put on absolute crap, and Smackdown? they'll be fine. I think SmackDown's gotten better this past year. Dirty was good, better night. Oh, that was good. Yeah, actually, I do. Yeah, I said on Fox and on USA. I think SmackDown has been better. It's not as must see, but uh, it's easy to watch. I don't. I didn't like that they beat Naomi last night and a couple of things like I thought the Goldberg Bray Wyatt thing was a waste. But yeah. you know, Raj, though, I think you think it's easy to watch. Matt, Matt's not listening. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Matt, Raj is saying SmackDown's so easy to watch. I'm thinking, yeah, it must be really easy to watch if you don't have to do a podcast immediately after and watch the entire thing live in real time. Mm. Must be so nice to just skip through it, pick and choose what to watch. Because you don't have to be on Yo, the air to talk about it. it right after or anything. Must be nice. Life, right? 
There's the a right. reason. There's a reason I don't do the SmackDown podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your Twitter. I do just want to point out real quick. SmackDown, because I didn't get to do it. I wasn't able to do it last night. But um, the four different tag teams that they had, and it made it look like they actually have a tag team division now mm-hmm. for the record. Don't you think? Ziggler, Rude, um, the, what do you call it, brothers? Uh, Uso brothers, Usos, um, and obviously Miz and Morrison, and then uh, Kofi and, uh, and New Day. That's pretty impressive, I thought, last night. It made me actually think they have a tag division there. You know, Scott Dawson tweeted out an hour ago. Uh, oh, and uh, duh, them, but they never pushed them right, obviously. Well, uh, someone was saying, you know, with all their complaints – uh, you can't always be champions. And then it was interesting. His retweet response was, I'm not asking to be champions. I just want creative control, brother. So it's interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, pretty obvious to anyone that's seen how the revival's been booked uh, in the storylines to see why they're creative on, they're, control. They're on their way out. And uh, they're turning out $700,000. I cannot. A piece. That. that is insane to me. I have a question. What do you think of them as talent in the sense of where they can go if they left WWE? I'm, I'm curious what now, out of their NXT phase and in their main roster phase, what are your thoughts on them? Like, going, what do you mean by that? If they were to leave WWE, would Don't AEW? Go to AEW, AEW, obviously. Give everybody their, their, everybody they think is going to be a dream match, which is them versus Young Bucks, and it will run its course. I don't know. I don't know. I just know seven hundred thousand dollars. Don't turn that down. I I I, I love the re- tomorrow, boys. I want to see you versus the young bucks more than anybody in this planet. Trust me. But you can get hit by a bus tomorrow, and it's all over with. Cash in when you can. <laughs> It'll work. I'm a, I'm a fan of the revival, but they're not. I don't see them being difference makers you right they'll they'll get the huge pop in the first month in yeah. and then ultimately you see with sean spears you know uh yes yes they're depends just the gimmick not... that given, what's that depends on the gimmick because sean spears gimmick i i i you can't really relate to per se and i guess the the revival you can because they're just hard hitters that are no nonsense that are old school but i right I'd say over um it's still, not, it's still not going to be enough to do anything. Like, listen, I was in TNA when Hulk Hogan came in for crying out loud. Like, nothing you do, Jesus Christ, cannot <laughs> up a rating. I mean, that's serious. And it, like an entire point or two. Like that. Like people think talent can do that. No talent can do that. It takes time and it takes change. Like, like I don't. Even, I, I, don't I don't even know what the answer to that is. I just know. Talent. I've seen Ric Flair come in, Hulk Hogan, Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy. They all came in at the same time. Those are the biggest stars of all time, all Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Synonymous with wrestling. And that wasn't enough to do it. Well, you know, you guys were on Spike TV. and da, 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 da. But we were the only other alternative at the time. And it was a huge deal when they came to TNA. Big enough where I would have thought it would have given us like a 3.0 or something maybe. There is no such thing as that. No talent, I believe, after seeing that can do that. Yeah, and the let's face it, the revival. To your point, Matt, are not Hulk Hogan and Kurt Angle, and they're not right. going to make a difference in in ratings or anything. Uh, maybe that first week there might be a little spike in that quarter well, hour. There's but. a second show, and they could help anchor the second show, and they could do get your money. Yeah, yeah it all could be over tomorrow. <laughs> But, would, and, but don't they feel miserable though? At the end of the day, though, I, I guess. I guess for your mental health, health. Oh, yeah. they'll feel more miserable if they go out and get hit by a bus tomorrow, <laughs> and then it's all gone. 
by that token, though, we talked about this on the very podcast. Look at what you're doing with your life now, running a city, uh, you know, uh, involved in uh, various business activities, raising yeah. a family. Like, some things are more important than money. You've said it yourself. Definitely. But they're not 43 years of age. Oh, I am. That's true. They're in the peak of their careers. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. Maybe AEW is offering similar money. I seems, I don't know. <laughs> no, somebody just offered us that oh, the, 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 to which I was streaming old shows saying, I want to see Learning the Ropes. It's like, I've got all of Learning the Ropes from VHS rips. Remember that? That was the. Lyle Alzado? Yes, about wrestling, where he was like yeah. a school teacher by day. He wore a mask. By night. Yes. Yeah. Classic 80s sitcom. It's terrible, yet I love it. Anyhow, uh, Revival, get that money. Well, ultimately, they do what's best for them. If they're that unhappy, then. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I. I I'd love to see them versus the Bucks, and 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 hopefully they fix that tag division. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, I think they've done the so far by taking the titles. Of no offense to Kazarian and uh, you know the, those guys, but they, I just thought right off the bat it should have been Young Bucks with the championships. They're on top along yep. with Lucha Brothers, right? Like one B underneath them, mm-hmm. and then they would have been off. Yeah, I think they kind of hurt themselves. And I said this when Private Party beat the Young Bucks in that tournament. Yeah, I said it then. It's a mistake. They're not established yet. This division is not established yet. Right. You need to put the Young Bucks. You need to get them with the titles. And yep. then down the road, you put over Private Party once yep. once everything's going. Um, yep. And I feel like the AEW tag team division should be the best in wrestling. It's kind of an afterthought because they they didn't do that. Yeah, An aspect yeah. of their pro wrestling, I thought pushing private party was because they know who their hardcore fans are and they they've been following them on being the elite not many people have who watched the show hence why people are confused about private party and being booked that way i personally thought that lucha brothers would have been a perfect fit uh to be tag team champions originally not saying anything was wrong with having the original champions it's just that i do it's the obvious choices that people wanted but they wanted to spice things up for their pro wrestling program, which I understand. But at the end of the day, like you like you said, it's what people are familiar with that they'd rather have leading the pack. Well, they're they're in this spot right now where they're trying to lose a lot, so they're showing the talent that they're not. Yeah, you know, I get I get that, but no, it's not best for business, right? Exactly. You guys are for what's best for business. They are right. And that's rare. We're often with the you know <laughs> right. Or whatever part owner. The EVPs are all the biggest stars. Like that's incredible. Yeah, it doesn't happen. But this is the truth here now, guys. You got to be greedy because you guys are the biggest stars there. One of them is not. You really are. Certainly the tag division. And ultimately, well, Kenny Omega too. They, you know, they devalued him. He's. I'm including him in that. Yeah. When you think of AEW, you think like Jericho, Cody, and Kenny Omega is down that list, and he shouldn't be. They should have cut bait with Adam Page a couple months ago and brought him back in some sort of repackage. I don't know why they're yeah. injecting him into the tag team. Oh my gosh, I think Adam Page is great right now. I he's think he's like one. Of, yeah, I think he's one of the best things right now. He's the hottest. The hold my beer and the, the fans That's are going crazy for him right now. Getting the most over out of them with this angle, but my point is the others are not. Again, they're doing it at their own expense. They don't. Do you know what I mean? They've got. To, yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. No. They. They, they need to do what's best for business tag, as yeah. opposed to what's best for the locker room. They sacrifice the Cody's better than the title. Mm. Which is it weird to say that Cody's better than a title right now? Because I know he can't fight for a title, 
but with that strap angle, I think he's yeah. like above everything else right now, even the title. Okay. Cody, Cody, yeah. Go, I'm sorry, go ahead, Matt. I don't anything wrong with that either. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's pretty impressive too at the same time. Yeah, some great stuff. Cody, Cody. brings this old school wrestling uh, into his angles that works so well that that Moxley is not able to do. You know, right. Um, right. the fact that um, 10 lashes is a bigger deal than getting almost getting blinded, right? Like yeah. that is that was way more emotional than that other angle. It just shows like Cody really knows how to do it. And, and uh, I'm seeing some holes with Moxley right now. I, they should have just done promos with Moxley, not let him wrestle matches with with one eye. It's too, it's too tough to suspend your disbelief with that. His promos could have been amazing too, because he's an amazing promo. Yeah. We, I was watching this episode of breaking bad the other night. We, we were watching it cause we're out of shows and there was this episode where Hank, where he, uh, he, he traps the the bad guys. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen Breaking Bad, but he traps the bad guys, and they have someone call and say his wife was involved in this bad accident. And when he finds out it was a hoax, the look on his face, he was just so pissed, that emotion. That's what Moxley should have been after being stabbed in the eye, but instead he's strutting around, having a good time. Right. That's not how you would react if all, your life has changed. So, anyway. Right. How have you run out of shows to watch? There's unlimited TV right now. I know, but what's good right now? Did you watch Watchmen? No. Oh, you have to watch it. I highly recommend it. All right. Did, Did you watch you? That's HBO, yeah. right? HBO. Yeah. And Curb is back. I should research. Curb is back. Uh, you on Netflix is kind of dumb, but no, it's not. I like it. <laughs> no, it's dumb, but it's good. I like. I mean, we binged it all in like two days. You know, I but... that show. Yeah, I mean, like, but it's not like great TV. I mean, you have to really suspend disbelief, but it's very watchable. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a great time for television right now. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Cody's doing a great job. Mox needs to in- pick up that intensity. Yeah. But Cody's that example. Cody doesn't need a title. And with Adam Page, my point is they've sacrificed the entire tag division. Uh, SEU as champions. They've sacrificed. Yeah, but SEU is doing nothing as champions. It wasn't I, like that was getting hot. But that's they've true. got all those guys for this Adam Page story. Good. But now, now – that's over. Like people care about that. They weren't caring about any of the tag feeds before that. And it's going to result in Kenny and uh, Page versus the Young Bucks, and then Page versus Kenny. Right. Exactly. Yes. It's leading to a singles feud. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. So we but shall the see. Bucks are in the B role while this is happening, and I just right. don't. They should be. I think they should always be in an A role at all times. Right. For now. Glenn, Chuck Raptors, Glenn, never throw someone to Breaking Bad. I've seen all of it twice. Uh, I love it. I'm so excited for Better Call Saul to come back. Uh, did you watch the movie? Did you watch the Breaking Bad movie, Raj? Yeah, I did. I, really I, I thought it was very good. When was there a Breaking Bad movie? It's on, it's on Netflix. Netflix. It came and went. It's called El Camino. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it picks ready? up right where it left off. Yeah, it's all about Jesse Pinkman. Hmm. You gotta check it out. Watch it tonight. Very good. Very well done. I still think there's a conspiracy about Breaking Bad. Come out, come out. El Camino, you said? El Camino. El Camino. Wait, what's the conspiracy? That it, it's the end episode of Breaking Bad. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone listening, watching that hasn't oh, watched it. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> where, like, uh, he's in the car while, and it's like the last episode, and he falls asleep, I guess, when the car doesn't work. 
and then everything works correctly oh, after that. Yeah. Well, I think he's just El Camino sleeping. disproves that. El Camino disproves it because we see what happens after and oh. Jesse's story comes to a conclusion. But I will say uh, it's slower, but Better Call Saul, I think, is actually even better than Breaking Bad. Oh, way. You're, you've lost your damn mind. It's I try to... It's slow. It's different, but if, it's, I think different. it's very rewarding. It's it, very I like rewarding. it, but it's nowhere. Breaking Bad, I think, is one of the best shows of all time. I agree. That was the first slow burn show, I think, we of our generation that most people stuck around for. Oh, Breaking uh, Bad didn't give up on, yeah. And I think that's one of the few shows that got, it got better as it went along and went out on top. Like yeah. it didn't, like you didn't, like Sopranos. You had those crappy seasons there, and. Towards the end, you had all those episodes about Janice, and you know, no, um, that, it's, it's probably the second. So, I gotta say, The Wire, I still think The Wire is the best TV oh, show. Oh, I still have not seen it. Maybe I should do that. Oh, it's so good. It's sad. Yeah. It's a emotions all over the place with that yeah. show, but that takes a while to get going. But man, those five seasons are so worthwhile to make it through. Breaking Bad is uh, easily top three, though. Um, yeah, one of my favorites, you call it real quick. yeah, all right. So there you have it. Uh, I'm out all next week. But, Rod, you're going to be on this podcast. I will. I'll be filling Matt in. Morgan. Yep. Where are you going, Glenn? I'm going to a big podcast conference in Los Angeles uh, for five days. Well, have fun. Got to do the business, man. Got to do the business. We will miss you, bud. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, anything else before we wrap this up, Raj? I think that's it. Cool. Good I'm job, go. Dan. Yeah, Dan. Thank you. Good podcast. You can catch me oh, yeah. at the XFL tomorrow. We will be live at the XFL game tomorrow in New York. Dan will be there covering the game. The XFL gave us media credentials. Uh, so Dan will be all over that game. We'll be... New York yeah. Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We'll be live at the game. We'll see how fast it is in real life compared to TV. I'm terrified at that. Yeah, and Dan, talk to people. See what their, you know, what their yeah. thoughts are and, and what they're thinking. 100%. See who's there. Shane McMahon was in D.C. today yeah, at the game. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll probably suit up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't RSVP'd yet for WrestleMania weekend, facebook.com slash wrestling inc. We're going to be all getting together. Yeah, there's uh, over 100 people already. Keep keep signing up. So Wow. No yeah. pressure this or anything. Out. Right. Yeah. yeah, if you want to make sure you got a spot, make sure you jump on. Rest- cool, facebook.com slash wrestling inc. Good seeing y'all. Have a good night. We'll catch you next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast.